разом повернула, я прийшов тебе нема, підманула, підвела. Ти ж мене підманула, ти ж мене підвела, ти ж мене молодого сума розуму звела. Я ж тебе підманула, я ж тебе підвела, я ж тебе молодого сума розуму звела. Я сказала у вівторок, поцілуєш разів сорок, він прийшов тебе нема. Підманула, підвела, ти ж мене підманула, твоя мати така була і сестра твоя така. Казала у четверг, идем разом на концерт, я пришел, тебе нема. Пидманула, пидвела, лишь мне, моя мать, такая и сестра твоя такая, пидманула, козака. Я казала у пятницу, пидем разом до крыльцы, ты казала у субботу, пидем разом на работу, я ж тебе пидманула, я ж тебе пидвела, я ж тебе молодо. Я пришел тебе не мат, я и так не знал. Я ж тебе пидманула, я ж тебе пидвела, я ж тебе молодого зума разуму звела. Лишь меня пидманула твоя мать, такая была и сестра твоя такая пидманула козака. Я From Ukraine, a group called Jedala and a traditional Ukrainian folk song that is really popular with just about everybody that I know. It is called Tijimena Pidmanula, You Deceived Me. Vitaju vas vsih dorihi radio suhači na radio peredaču naš holos radio krinskoho korinja. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina djakuju štori šele perbute zimnoju na stupnu hudenu. Me majmo duše si kavi nevene nasjonišnji programi i takoj čudovu krinsku muziku. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I am your host, Pavlina. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great program lined up for you again. We have an interview with Stacy from a group in Toronto called Dovira, and they're about to launch their first CD, so stay tuned for that. As well, we've got Ukrainian Jewish heritage and more on the 75th anniversary commemorations of the Babinyar tragedy in Kiev, as well news from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine Today. Also, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a group called Rozhenetsya. They are have teamed up with a band called Zulu, and here they are now with a song fresh off of YouTube. It's called Mimele, My Sweetheart. <laughs> Yeah. 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Embrace the Ukrainian culture, music, food, and dancing at the 51st Annual Canada's National Ukrainian Festival, July 29th to 31st, Dauphin, Manitoba. Purchase your weekend pass right now for only $95. If you wait, you'll pay more at the gates. Day passes and camping passes also available. Call toll-free 1-877-474-2683. For more info, visit cnuf.ca and like CNUF on Facebook. Do you want to listen to Nash Holes without using your web browser? Well, it's very easy. Download Stitcher's Smart Radio for iPhone and Android. Don't miss the 4th Annual Babas and Borscht Ukrainian Festival, August 20th and 21st in Andrew, Alberta. Ukrainian food, music, dance, Babas Bazaar, museum tours and exhibits, Zababa and more. Lessons in clay oven making, leather work and Ukrainian dance. Find out all about Samohanka, yes, moonshine. Tons of fun and excitement at Babas and Borscht Festival, August 20th and 21st in Andrew, Alberta. Oh, and there's a borscht cook-off too. Admission is free and includes a borscht sample. For tickets, visit babasandborscht.ca. Есть на свете доля, кто ее знает. Есть на свете воля, кто ее знает. Есть на свете доля, кто ее знает. Есть на свете воля, кто ее знает. Есть люди на свете с ребом злотом сяют. Yeah. 
Dovira is a Canadian world fusion group that integrates Ukrainian and East European folk music with contemporary arrangements, electronic textures, and other music influences from around the world. Dovira is co-led by Ukrainian-born pianist Stacy Yerofeyeva, and she's of Stacy Y Band and Stereo Flavor, as well as bassist Mark Rinkun, and he's Pakistani superstar Josh. The group also features Sapilka virtuoso Mike Romanyuk of the Lemon Bucket Orchestra, guitarist Patrick O'Reilly of Tesseract, and drummer-percussionist Derek Gray of Ventanas and Monsoon. Obres was the debut EP from Dovira, that translates as Outline, and the name Dovira translates from Ukrainian to English as Trust. The EP featured remaster, features rather remastered versions of their successful debut singles Nese Halya Vodu, Oichei Tokin Stoit, and Yichal Kozak Mistom, um, which you've heard very often on this program over the last uh, few years. Dovira will officially release their first full-length album, self-titled as Dovira, very soon on July 29th at Small World Music Center in Toronto. Stacy Yerofeyeva joins us now to give us a sneak preview of their release party and tell us a bit about Dovira and their music. So, Stacy, welcome to Nasholus. Hello, yes, thank you for having me. Now, um, I've been a big fan of Dovira, as you know, and after a few mm-hmm. tries to connect and get you on the air, as we were just saying, here we are, Narashti. So, once, <laughs> once again, welcome. So, mm-hmm. tell you know, you're, when I first heard your group, I just went, wow. Um, you're doing some really innovative stuff, but you're really keeping the spirit of, you know, the tradition of Ukrainian folk somehow and making it contemporary. How do you do that? <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much. That is kind of the goal is to take uh, these beautiful traditions, um, some melodies, some lyrics, and, um, you know, kind of change them up, make them, um, make them contemporary, make them accessible to um, all kinds of cultures uh, of Canada, um, not only Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps, uh, I guess, I'm the only, uh, sorry, there are two Ukrainians in the group, um, and the rest of the members are uh, from different cultures. So that helps a lot with um, just coming up with these uh, interesting arrangements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all have um, quite diverse musical backgrounds. Um, we uh, Most of us went to Humber College, uh, actually, for music. So we all play in very, very different uh, groups. And uh, together we, you know, get into a room mm-hmm. and come up with... Um, with cool arrangements based on these traditions and uh, everyone kind of finds that very interesting and a lot of fun. So did you meet all meet at, at Humber College? Did you form Dovira when you were still at school? Yeah, so about four or five years ago um, we uh, we had an opportunity to, actually I had an opportunity to record a song as part of a project uh, when I was finishing up my degree at Humber College. And um, I just decided to do something different. I didn't think it would actually lead into a band. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, why not take um, uh, my culture? Why not take a song I know um, and just do something fun with it? And uh, that was our very first recording session. It was Nesta Hala Vodu, which oh, okay. is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it featured uh, more than five musicians. It featured um uh, different uh, musicians all in one room, and uh, they were all non-Ukrainians, and we really made um, mm-hmm. something interesting, and we all had so much fun that uh, the guy said, why don't we, you know, start a project out of this? Um, let's mm-hmm. be the Ukrainian fusion group. <laughs> and I said, okay, why not? Let's do it. And that's kind of how it all started. Wow. Um, and then eventually um, Mike Romaniak joined us, uh, who is who was not from Humber, but he's uh, a member of Lemon Bucket. Um, and it really helped having the sopilka, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the flute instrument, mm-hmm. um, join us. And uh, he eventually started experimenting with some effects as well and some pedals. Um, yeah, and it's just a lot of fun. So that's kind of how it all started. 
So you started with that one song that you recorded, and then you were going um, and re- releasing several um, on uh, just on social media on YouTube, right? And mm-hmm. when did the idea of uh, releasing an EP come about? So we started, like you said, we released different songs um, all to video. So we had uh, about three released, and we thought, um, you know what, let's let's make a little EP. We just have to record two more <laughs> songs, and uh, we'll be able to actually have something to show for um, at our shows. So that was the first EP, Obres. So that features those three tracks that are um, that kind of made us a little bit popular on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> we're very happy uh, with the, um, the way that uh, those songs have been uh, doing on YouTube. There's really a lot of views and a lot of comments and people from all over the world um, seem to really enjoy those. Um, we would have loved to actually do a DVD so we mm-hmm. could have those videos as part of the CD, but we just decided to... Uh, go a little simple and just make a CD, and and uh, people seem to really enjoy it. So then eventually we thought, you know, let's make a full length album, and that is what we are celebrating in a week. <laughs> so so yes, yeah, so, so I correct myself. It's not an EP that you're releasing, is that's out already, but it's a CD, mm-hmm. an actual mm-hmm. CD. Oh, well, that's, that's not, correct. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So. so Good for you. Well, congratulations, and uh, really mm-hmm. great to to uh, hear that. Now, you're going to be including those three songs from your EP as well as some new songs. So, no, actually, nope. the new one is not even going to have those three on. It's oh, going it's to be not. all new songs. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. wow. All okay. new songs. So we're really excited. And I think the only one that people have heard so far is the one that you just played, Yesna Sviti. So that's one that... Um, we we already released uh, a month ago at the Rex Hotel uh, Jazz okay. Bar in Toronto, and the rest of the songs are going to be new and really really exciting and <laughs> very different. So I'm very excited for yeah. people to hear them. Well, I was just I, I was blown away when I heard uh, these these few songs um, when you released it. I think it was right somewhere around Easter time. Um, that I mm-hmm. first got wind of it, and yes, Nasviti, or no, it was the end of, of April, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right about the uh, Chernobyl commemoration. I thought it was very timely. And uh, mm-hmm. can you, uh, you're you're of Ukrainian origin yourself. You originally were born mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Yeah? So, mm-hmm. so can you <laughs> translate exactly yes, Nasviti, exactly wh- how you would translate? Oh, that? you know what? It's actually yes, um, Nasviti Dola and yes, Nasviti Vola. So oh, that okay. one is taken from a poem by. It's from Katerina, and uh, it's just a little poem that, part of that suite that I found in a book, and I just loved the lyrics. Um, They're quite beautiful. So, there is freedom in the world, there is luck in the world, but who knows it? Only those who really have seen freedom, not the rich. Uh, but the poor are the ones that know it. Um, yes. Of course, it doesn't translate as well no. in uh, English, but it's, yeah. it's just beautiful the way Shevchenko wrote that poem. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, and the lyrics, I think you you have them up somewhere online, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, we have them on our band camp, um, the Vira dot bandcamp.com okay so we do have that first release already available and it, yeah it's just beautiful and we of course put it to music that um is not not traditional ukrainian but it has some elements mm-hmm. um and it has jazz elements and other world influences as well very so. much yeah very much fusion <laughs> sound mm-hmm. to it but but still it, you managed to again capture the ukrainian essence of it so you, that was actually quite brilliant the way you did that with, mm-hmm. with that particular mm-hmm. song i think you really captured shevchenko's uh, spirit in it so um, looking forward to that. And we're going to um, wrap up uh, with our, our interview with another song from your new CD, Oipia Vdova. And that's kind mm-hmm. of, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that one. That, that is um, Widow Drinks. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. the Widow Drinks. So that is a funny one that we, um, we have actually no idea mm-hmm. where, what region it's from or anything like that. Uh, all we found were, again, these lyrics. Um, and a little bit of a melody in another book that I have uh, that's been actually passed down from my grandpa. Mm-hmm. And we just thought it was such a quirky melody and such a quirky song. Oh, the widow drinks and uh, the guests are running away uh, <laughs> from her. 
and it's just it's just cute um, and funny. But the melody was really really interesting, so we really created something quite big with this song and we actually featured a lot of people on this song <laughs> um, including members of Lemon Bucket, we have trombone, we have saxophone, cornet, trumpet, we also have uh, three fantastic vocalists uh, Anastasia Baczynski, uh, Andrea Kuzmich and Vanya Hrygina and they are part of um, a, group, uh, a vocal group here in Toronto that sings in uh, this open voice traditional mm, style called mm. Kalendar. And I had the opportunity to sing with them as well. So this is a big one that probably mm -hmm. has 15 people or something wow. on, on this recording. <laughs> well, so we're very excited uh, for that to, to be played. This is going to be the debut. No one has ever heard this song before. Really? <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm honored to be <laughs> debuting this song. <laughs> so um, I guess, will this one be uh, performed at your release party on the weekend? Yes, that's oh, right. Great. Yeah. Okay, so, great. In a week, we will be performing all these new songs. We're very excited. So that will be at uh, Small World Music Centre in Toronto um, on July 29th, which is Friday. Okay, great. So, well, I guess you're uh, busy preparing for that. So, and our mm -hmm. time is about up here. So I will let you go with great regret because it's been wonderful chatting with you. <laughs> and I hope we can Thank do you. it again. And good luck. Sure. Break a leg um, at your CD release. And tell us um, if people who can't be at that CD release party, where can they find you online? So this will be uh, just a very small release party um, at a beautiful space downtown. So we're only going to be releasing about 50 copies. Then we are on to actually a tour uh, in Indonesia. We're backing wow. up uh, the Arkin dance group. Yeah, we're playing just traditional Ukrainian music uh, at a festival in Indonesia. So we will be gone for uh, a couple weeks. And then when we come back, we're going to have, uh, we're going to be making a big deal out of this CD and, and starting to play more and everything. So it will be available on iTunes and on our website, Bavira band.com so you will be able to find that and download it and also purchase a physical copy as well okay and I'll really all you have to do is google dovira mm -hmm. <laughs> and we'll find you one place or another and always go down the rabbit hole and find you eventually whatever site that you need and that's d-o D is in um, Delta O, and then capital V is in Victor I R A, Dovira. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm, that's right. Once again, Stacy, thank you so much. It's been an absolute delight. And again, I'll break a leg next Friday. And uh, all the best to you. And hope to talk to you again soon. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Slušajte radio predaču Naš Holos Radio Krinskoho Korenja na Patomovni radio stanciji AM 1320 u misiji Vancouveri. Hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Now, the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. One more evidence of Russia's presence in Donbass region. Soldiers from Ukrainian 54th Brigade have captured a Russian militant. The Lieutenant Oleksiy Sedikov confirmed Russian-backed separatist forces shell their own positions in order to blame the Ukrainians. Ukrainian journalist arrives at the hospital, where the seized Russian is currently being treated. He is reluctant to start talking, demanding instead he should be accompanied by Russian diplomats. I will not speak without Russian consul. Do you doubt my Russian origin? Look at my personal data. According to official data the soldier is referring to, his name is Oleksiy Sedikov. 36-year-old reservist officer was born in Severodvinsk in Arkhangelsk region, that is northern Russia. Unofficial information provided tells Sedikov, before being captured, was commanding the 7th Brigade of the so-called Armed Forces of the self-proclaimed Luhansk People's Republic. When the media try to figure out why Russians illegally cross Ukrainian border, Sedikov starts getting irritated, for there is no logical answer. It is not your business what we are doing here. The village of Troitske in Donetsk region has been under heavy shellings for nearly 10 days. Ukrainian soldiers say before catching Russian militants, they witnessed more and more shootings with banned heavy weapon. Despite the never-ending attacks, the National Guard fighters caught the enemy. There were three of them, says an officer from Vinnytsia region in central Ukraine. On having noticed the Russians, he started shooting. One of the terrorists, allegedly named Natan Sakirov, died immediately. The other two were taken to the field hospital, though one died later. Sedikov is the only one left alive. Shortly after seizure, the imprisoned Russian insisted they undeliberately came to the Ukrainian foothold. Ukrainian soldiers, however, seriously doubt this version, since they had found a mined fire unit and a recently installed landmine. Apart from the hidden ammunition, the soldiers of 54th Ukrainian Brigade share. While treating the wounded Russians, they noticed an enemy group of about 18 person. The detainee claims there was no one accusing the Ukrainian side of defamation. But his negation is easy to demask, since those standing on the foothold claim they have also seen a big enemy group. Has Sedikov known he was followed or not is hard to guess. Ukrainian soldiers, though, assure if he is telling the truth about being unaware, this means Kremlin used Sedikov and his accomplices as a live target. The journalists suppose these few militants were supposed to draw the attention of the Ukrainians, while a more numerous gang prepared to attack Ukraine's positions. Oleksiy Sedikov denies the presuppositions of the Ukrainian side. His main argument is about 18-year-old guys forced to fight against Ukrainians. However, in a while it becomes clear these youngsters are controlled from Kremlin. People do not want this war to be continued. They consider us as if we were evils. Even when 15-year-old teenagers cast a momentary glance, it becomes clear they hate us. Already after detaining the Russians, Ukrainian militaries find some more surprises from the enemy. One of the Ukrainian soldiers noticed a fire, seemingly grass to be burned. In a while, the National Guard servicemen fixed four Russians approaching their positions. Ukrainian fighters start shooting. The wreckers stepped back. Previously, Sedikov and his killed comrades had followed the same route. The seized Russian officer is said to remain imprisoned. As soon as the doctors cure his wounds, the detainee is anticipated in Ukrainian military court. The atmosphere at the Ukrainian eastern front line is getting hotter every day. From the daybreak until evening, the soldiers have to survive the boiling heat of 40 degrees above zero in the shade. In the night, though, the ATO zone is burning on fire. Russian-backed separatist forces continue shelling the positions of Ukraine's National Guard with heavy weapon banned by the Minsk agreements close to Marinka, the town to the west from Donetsk. In desperate efforts to approach the Ukrainian army, they do not leave the local residents in peace. I think I'll go crazy or get to the hospital. I was sleeping when this bomb flew here. My foodstuff and water are hidden in the cellar. What should I do? According to the commandment, the terrorists are not going to withdraw a heavy weapon from the borderline, even despite the Minsk agreements. The press officer of the 10th Brigade says they hear the mortars shooting nearly every night, though according to the Minsk peace protocol, there are dozens 
doesn't have to be a single grenade left in the conflict zone. The fighters' cars, totally turned out by bombings, broken roofs and destroyed school buildings, illustrate how Russian-backed separatist forces are willing to solve the war peacefully. Here are the belongings left after numerous shellings. Their owners mostly killed by the enemy's missiles. Those left alive have to shoot back in order to prevent Russian-backed terrorists from moving forward. Ukrainian soldiers say they are currently fighting against the occupants from Altai, that is Russia's region situated close to Kazakh and Mongolia border. This has been concluded from the radio conversation caught by Ukrainian intelligence service. According to the ATO press office, the terrorists do not stop shelling the whole zone along the front line. Heavy shootings are reported from Luhansk region as well as Mariupol front line that is close to the Azov seashore. The hottest point is said to be Avdiivka industrial zone in the north of Donetsk region. An outrageous crime in the very center of Kyiv. On Wednesday, the 20th of July, an acclaimed Ukrainian journalist Pavlo Sheremet was killed in a car blast. The vehicle exploded at about 7.45 a.m. as soon as he got into the transport in one of the central streets. I was in the restaurant when all of a sudden we heard the blast. I ran out to the street and saw the burning car. He was still alive. We tried to pull him out of the vehicle, but he was totally injured. When the emergency arrived, we helped the doctors to lift him, but in a while the man died. He was late for the usual morning radio show. Twenty minutes after the start, Pavlo has not come to his workplace yet, so we decided to call him or his relatives, Alena Pritula in particular. But then one of us saw the report on Ukrainska Pravda that Pavlo died. The automobile belonged to Elena Pritula, the owner of Ukrainska Pravda, that is one of the influential Ukrainian online newspapers. Pavlo Sheremet was in close relations with Ms. Pritula, though they were not married officially. At the moment of the blast, she was not inside the car. The police arrived at the site immediately. They insist it was a deliberate murder, for by now it is detected the bomb had been installed under the driver's seat and was controlled distantly. According to the most recent police reports, it is currently unknown whether the killers were aiming to murder Sheremet himself or his girlfriend, Pritula. The woman has been already provided with the bodyguards. The investigators add if the man was the aim of the killers, this may be connected to his journalist deeds. It was obviously a deliberate murder. According to the current state of investigation, the blast was caused by a self-made bomb of about 400 grams in TNT equivalent. Such amount of explosive substance could not leave a single chance for Sheremet to survive. The police officers will do their best to figure out who is standing behind this outrageous crime. Pavlo Sheremet was born in Belarus, the city of Minsk, in 1971. Twenty years ago, in 1996, he was hired by Russian television as a local correspondent. On having written a documentary book, An Accidental President, Sheremet became a personal enemy of Belarusian leader Alexander Lukashenko. On the score of his critical viewpoint about the official authorities, in 1997 Sheremet was arrested while doing a report from Lithuanian-Belarusian border. Later, he was accused of illegal border crossing and working for foreign intelligence service and was sentenced to two years behind bars. In 2010, Sheremet was deprived of Belarusian citizenship. Since 2011, the so-called journalist in disgrace has been living in Ukraine, working for Ukrainska Pravda and conducting a radio show on Radio Vesti. Sheremet eagerly supported the civic protests of Euromaidan in 2013-2014 publicly condemning Russian aggression against Ukraine and unmasking Russian propaganda. Having been close friends with the leader of Russian opposition Boris Nemtsov, killed in February 2015, Sheremet led the ceremony during the funeral service. Numerous officials and celebrities have already expressed their condolences on Sheremet's death. Ukraine's president Petro Poroshenko already entrusted the law enforcement institutions to fully provide the investigation of the causes and circumstances of Sheremet's death. The inquest is underway. A new chivalric record fixed in Odessa region in southern Ukraine. Rostislav Miroshnichenko, the master of historical fencing, also known as Sir Oliver Knightley, has withstood 15 fights in a row, having won 12 of them. He had been planning to encounter at least 25 opponents with just two-minute break between the duels. However, the abnormal heat hindered the hero to fulfill his plan. Spending a whole hour wearing a cotton wool suit with armor weighing nearly 30 kilos, Sir Oliver suffered from a thermal shock. The doctors, having arrived at the site, did not let him continue battling. However, 15 fights was enough for a new Ukraine's record. The historical battle unfolded in Ackerman Fortress during the Festival of Medieval Culture.
This heat is unbearable. During the 10th fight, I started feeling bad. My heart was pounding heavily. I needed fresh air. But the result is amazing. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Дисиденти Вигортали старі документи, вже бували подібні моменти. And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Bager. Memory, Manipulation, Memorials. Babin Yar, the ravine on the outskirts of Kyiv, Ukraine, is a multi-ethnic and multi-faith necropolis, a city of the dead. In September 1941, nearly 34,000 Kievan Jews were shot over two days in one of the largest single Nazi massacres during the Second World War. More massacres followed during the German occupation. The victims included even more Jews, as well as Ukrainians, Soviet prisoners of war, communists, Roma, and others. Some estimates of those killed at the site total up to 150,000 dead. After the war, the Soviet regime tried for decades to destroy the ravine itself as well as the national and ethnic identity of the victims. The Soviet authorities manipulated the memory politics of Babin Yar. The controversies continued after Ukrainian independence in 1991. There was a jumbled and uncoordinated proliferation of competing monuments to the various victims. There was an overall physical neglect of the site. Babin Yar turned into a chaotic space, a space that does not properly reflect the significance of the tragic events that took place there. The Ukrainian-Jewish encounter, with the support of the International Union of Architects in Paris and the National Union of Architects of Ukraine, launched a global competition that calls for projects that will unify the current Babinyar landscape into an integrated memorial and recreation space. Support for the competition was provided by the National Organizing Committee on Preparation and Holding of Events in connection with the 75th anniversary of the Babinyar tragedy, as well as the Ukrainian Institute of National Remembrance and the Department for Urban Planning and Architecture of the Kiev City State Administration. The objective is to create a space of reflection and acknowledgement of the tragic events that occurred at this site in the past. The idea is to unite contemporary citizens of Ukraine of all ethnic backgrounds in the spirit of mutual empathy for past sufferings, to affirm the value of every individual human life, and to encourage aspirations for a just and humane society. The principal goal is to create a comprehensive memory site, the Babinyar Dorohozichi Necropolis Memorial Park. The park will transform the area into a site conductive to reflection and respect for the victims that lie here. At the same time, this site must remain open to memorial efforts down the road. And these efforts should result from dialogue and the cooperation of different communities in Ukrainian society. 
An international and Ukrainian jury of architects and historians discussed the results of the competition in Kiev in late June. The jury congratulated the candidates for addressing such a complex site in their submissions. The jury did not feel that any one entry answered the issues raised in the competition. All the winning projects left unanswered questions. The jury decided by unanimous vote to award two second prizes to the two entries that best addressed the main issues. Prize winners included the Slovenian architects Jana Petrovich, Neje Ledar, Maja Valentich, and Milos Kosic. For them, topography became a weapon of extermination at Babinyar. The leveled ravine was the linking element of the massacres. The physical destruction of the topography was directly linked to the need to erase the memory of the events that took place here. To commemorate the events therefore requires a topographical act of resistance to erasure. In their plan, a new layer is inscribed on the existing topography a layer that makes the erasure perceptible. This layer takes on the form of measurement devices. The devices are stainless steel markers on the level of the current terrain. The markers are engraved with measurements indicating the difference between the current and erased topography, enabling the individual to virtually see the erased ravine. The memorial design is both discreet and everywhere. The markers cover all surfaces of the once-existing ravine. The markers always remain the uppermost layer of the site, regardless of the way the site is changed or developed. The design is infinitely adaptable and can be implemented in stages. The design can fit into future land developments while preventing suppression of past events. The architects Connatural plus Glenn Poluken from France and Colombia were also second prize winners. The spatial system on which their project is based addresses the problem of preserving coherence between the different memorial forms and allows the memorial park to evolve in time with new forms of commemoration. Part of the project is based on the design of new infrastructure meant to unify the fragmented parts of the memorial, linking the site to the city by two different paths. One connects to different recreational spaces already present on the site. The other one is the path of remembrance. The paths help to distinguish the memorial zones from recreational areas, and the memory path connects to different monuments located all over the site, marking their unity. Hedges are planted around them, thus creating smaller and intimate spots, unifying the fragmented spaces of remembrance. The competition brought forth interesting concepts from around the world. It is up to the landowners and authorized land users, as well as other stakeholders and the wider public, to see these ideas put into action. The competition is seen as a first step in that direction. The fourth prize winners, Danish architects Ieva Baranuskaite and Yang Wang, concisely articulated the challenges and moral imperative of this Babinyar competition. In their submission, they quoted the words of the French philosopher Paul Ricoeur. History is about truth, they noted, whereas memory is about faithfulness. Faithfulness to what ought to be remembered, what can be forgotten, what might be forgiven. This has been Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Embrace the Ukrainian culture, the music, the food, and the dancing at the 51st Annual Canada's National Ukrainian Festival, July 29th to 31st, Dauphin, Manitoba. Get your weekend pass right now for only $95. If you wait, you'll pay more at the gate. Day passes and camping passes also available. Call toll-free 1-877-474-2683. That's 1-877-474-2683. For more information, visit cnuf.ca and like CNUF on Facebook. 
Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On Wednesdays, catch Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live from Nanaimo to north and central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and in the greater Vancouver listening area. Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY Radio Malaspina, 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. Nasholos now airs in international syndication on the PCJ Radio Network, broadcasting weekly on AM, FM, and shortwave radio to over 20 countries. Information and podcast links on PCJ Radio at www.pcjmedia.com. Channel 8 Omni airs two Ukrainian-language TV shows in the Vancouver viewing area, Kontakt TV Sundays at 7 a.m., with repeats Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 a.m., and Forum TV Sundays at 8 a.m., with repeats on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Thursdays at 12 noon. And at 6 p.m. on Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nasholos and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds and more, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. And an East European women's vocal ensemble from Philadelphia. That was Svitania and Navulitsi on the sidewalk. And now something quite a bit different. This is a fairly new release by an artist that goes by the name of Lyuku, and his name is Dmitro Tsiperdyuk. Here he is now with kind of a East European fusion sound, a song called Oi Jesus Maria. Як їх звати, де їх хата, всіх хто позабули. 
wszystko pozabuli O Jezus Maria, co to wczora było Jak ich złaty dej chata, wszystko pozabuli very best in Ukrainian programming, tune in to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio in Vancouver every Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on AM 1320 CHMB. Live in on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM and elsewhere in the world on the PCJ Radio Network on AM FM and Shortwave Radio. In between broadcasts, you can find us online at www.noshholos.com where you can get podcast links. As well, make sure to follow Nash Holos on Twitter and like our Facebook page and do follow our blog. Нажами вже скінчили нашу програму, що часу дому і сказати до побачення. Але перед тим я хочу залишити вас такими словами мудрості. Якщо хочеш щось мати, то не потрібно тобі на ману чекати. And our proverb of the week translates as, if you want to have something, you do not have to wait for manna from heaven. Well, that about wraps it up. So to take us to the end of our program, we have the By Request Band from Steinbach, Manitoba, and they will be one of the headliners at the fabulous Ukrainian festival taking place in Dauphin on the weekend of July 29th. Here they are now from their CD, Ukrainian Boys Gone Wild, and the Kerosene Polka. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich! Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.